0: Welcome to the Christian Faith Fellowship Church podcast. We are a church that believes in praying, going, and life-changing discipleship in Jesus. We are so glad you've joined in for this message. If you enjoy what you hear, follow us to stay connected with our future updates and podcasts. Here is part three of Glorious Future. Grab a Bible and a notebook and get ready to learn. Here we go. Well, good morning, church family. Oh, that was weak. Come on. Good morning, church family. God is good. He's on the throne. Amen, amen, amen. So this week, again, as Brandy just said, it's our monthly in-house Wednesday night service, 7 p.m. here. We have children's ministry, teen ministry going on during that time. So if you haven't been out to one of our monthly uh, Wednesday nights, then that's Saturday at the Newton Square. That's going to be from 1 To 3, it's a special prayer meeting, praying for our nation. And then Sunday is our big church picnic. (laughs) Oh, man, they got a bunch of stuff for the kids this year. It's going to be, well, you can bring your uh, swim shorts, too, and uh, go down that thing. But anyway, it's next Sunday, 926, right after the second service. It's $5 per person, $15 for the whole family, no matter the size. We'll cover all the hot dogs, the hamburgers, the buns, all that kind of stuff, dishes, coffee, on and on, drinks. We ask you to bring a side dish to share with others, and then there's going to be a dessert contest, amen? So make it big, because there's going to be a lot of people that want to eat it afterwards, amen? If you want to be part of the dessert contest, drop your dessert off downstairs in the children's ministry by 1230, and then I will not be the judge this year. Amen. I want to be a blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall see God. Amen. You got your Bibles today? I hope you're enjoying this series. I'm enjoying this series. Amen. Our future glories are our glorious future. We got good things in store for us. Amen. So as the world gets crazier, things get more calm in our life. If we're not just listening to the news all day long amen, for not on social media all day long. What did we do before Facebook? Think about it. You know, people say, oh, pastor, I can't fast. Try fasting social media. Pastor, I'll I'll fast food. Try, Try, you know, really, put your phone down or shut it off for a little while. You know what I have found out? This is deep. Tell me you can handle it. Say, so I can handle it. I'm really not that important. Amen? Um, it's unreal. I go out and pray, and there's people with their phones. 6, 630, it's dark now, so I get out a little later. But their phone's talking, and I'm like, I come here for some peace and quiet. And people are talking on the phones, and they got to talk really loud, too. Anyway. God is good, and it's my job to step on your toes. Amen? It's my job. Really look within your heart. If things are controlling you, my little children, keep yourself from idols, from anything and anything that would take first place in your heart that belongs to God. If Tiki-Taki has got first place, kick it out. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, nothing wrong with any of these things. It's when they... Control you. How do you know when they control you, Pastor? When you're shaking, when you don't have them. Oh, somebody's got to be texting me right now. I'm important. All right. Come on, everybody. Say this with me. Pastor Tom, we love you. Stop stepping on our toes. Amen. Father, we bless you. We thank you for this beautiful weather, Lord. Storms all around us, Lord, wildfires, earthquakes, hurricanes, flooding, on and on. And this year, Lord, it's been a beautiful, beautiful spring, summer. Fall hasn't really started yet, but it's probably going to be a very pretty fall with all the rains that we had, Lord. I thank you, Father, that in the midst of such hurt in this world, Lord, our eyes are upon you. We know this is going to wrap up. As I said before, every prophet, Daniel, Isaiah, Ezekiel, on and on, all looked forward to one thing, thy kingdom come. When Christians are not looking to the return of the Lord, they are in error because the Bible is filled with that Lord. As we saw last week, Lord, that we are citizens of heaven, Lord, number one. Our citizenship is from above. We are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We are pilgrims and aliens, as Peter said, passing through. Our life is but a vapor that appears for a while and vanishes away. So our eyes are upon you. We are so heavenly minded that we are earthly good, Lord, that we're helping people bringing in the harvest, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. And We thank you for this. Now, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for this service. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Go ahead and turn to Titus chapter 2 and verse 13. This is our third part today that we're getting into glory. It's futures or, again, future glories, whichever way you want to say it. In week one, we talked about the rapture. The rapture is the next part on God's prophetic time piece. It is imminent. It can happen at any moment. It can happen now. There is nothing that has to be fulfilled for the rapture of the church, the catching away of the church to come about. This is called our blessed hope. Say that with me, blessed hope. Now, you know, as I was praying this morning, kind of getting this together I feel there are certain Christians that really don't want the rapture to happen because they're concerned about standing before God. Church family, when you are under the blood of Jesus Christ, I don't care if you did nothing, you're heaven bound. Amen? The Bible says some will be saved as if by fire. Amen? So you're saved. You made it in. Amen? I encourage, you, as I've done the last two weeks, get busy for the things of the Lord, store up eternal treasures. You're going to live a lot longer there than you are down here. Amen. But if you did nothing and you drop dead right now and you get to hear, come on in. Everything's okay. Amen. Listen, the weather up there is going to be a lot better than the weather down there. I don't care what the far side comics used to say. I'm heaven bound. Amen. So this is our blessed hope. Watch how Paul says it to Titus. Looking for, again, uh, last week we saw the other scripture. Earnestly looking for. These are verbs. These are action words. These are words that say it. you should be doing something. People say, I need to be a doer of the word, but I ain't looking forward to the rapture. Well, here's what it says. Looking for the blessed hope. And what? Say with me glorious appearance of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. In fact, do you know that there's a scripture that says, Paul says, those that look forward to the return of the Lord receive a special crown. I got that one coming. (laughs) There's no ifs, whats, or buts about it, amen? Scott, you got that one coming, amen? Here we go, watch. Look at verse 14, who gave himself, not us doing it all, he gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous of good works. Turn to 1 Corinthians 2.9. Last week we took a journey and we saw what's going to happen when we get to heaven, what's the next step? Now, these are all building upon each other. So if you weren't here the first week, the second week, you should really get the first week on the rapture. The second week, when what happens once we get to heaven? What's going to go on? The Bible tells us so you can know. As I've said over and over from going on vacation, I like to know what the destination is. I like to know... What's involved? I like to know what I'm going to kind of see. I like to know what room I'm going to be staying in. Amen. Look, you know, we've stayed in Disney, and Disney, everything is always well done. If you know what I'm trying to say, they keep it clean. Not everybody does that. Amen. We've, me and Diane, have had some good surprises, and we've had some bad surprises too, where you go let's go out to dinner till four in the morning. You don't want to get back to that room, right? So last week we took a journey. We saw what's going to happen in heaven. When we get there, it is going to be beyond anything we can even think or imagine. Watch how Paul, who was taken up into the third third heaven, shown things that he said he couldn't even speak out with human tongue. Watch some of the sayings that he says. But as it is written, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, I has not seen nor ears heard nor is entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. I don't even have to ask today how many love God. Because you wouldn't be in this church at 9 a.m. in the morning if you didn't love God. Amen. So eyes have not seen. Let me tell you, I've been to the Grand Canyon. It is gorgeous beyond words. We've been to Zion Park, Bryce Park. I've been to Niagara Falls. We've been to the Blue Mountains. We've been here, there. It's all beautiful. It's beyond words. The Grand Canyon took my breath away. I had to sit there with my Bible and have Diane take a picture of me. Look at me in this glorious place, but I has not seen, nor e- ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store for them that love Him. I've heard some of the greatest singers, right? Some people you hear, and you're just you get filled with tears in your eyes. And here it says, ears have not heard, eyes have not seen what God has in store for us. Turn to Romans 8.18, just laying a foundation for you. So with eat, with all, not, not that translation yet, please, thank you. So even with all that we have and all that we're going through, it is not able to compare for what God has in store for the believer. Amen. Here's what it says, Romans 8.18, New King James. For I consider that the suffering of this present time, and church family, this present time has a lot of suffering. Oh, you say, well, my life is good. Well, there's a lot of other people's life that is not good right now. There are parents in hospital with, with children with cancer knowing they only have a few months to live right now. There are people that are going to be killed in automobile accidents on and on today that the parent's going to get a phone call. We have bad news for you. Did they know the the husbands, the wives, the moms, the dads, the sons, daughters, that 13 servicemen were going to be killed in Afghanistan because of stupidity? Did they know? You understand what I'm trying to say? You can't put faith in this life. Look what it says. So even with all that we have and going through, it is not able to compare what God has in store for us. Romans 8, 18. For I consider that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glories which shall be revealed in us. It's like diamond to dirt. What God has in store for us. Now listen, Jesus said it as clear as can be. God is a spirit. We are not spirit rain. We have a spirit, but most of us don't communicate with our spirit. We operate in the flesh and in the mind. Would you agree with me on that? So we're not seeing the spiritual end. We hear the stories of those that have gone and have come back and the beauty of it. We read from the word of God what we see from the word, and the word should always be number one, over experience. Would you give me an amen on that? Any vision or dream or or revelation that I've had has always has to line up with the word of God. Paul said, even if an angel preaches a gospel to you that's contrary to what you've received from the word, let him be accursed. Don't mess around with visions and dreams. Oh, if I only had a vision, what would it do? What would it do? Stick with the word of God. Amen. Remember, the word of God is God breathe it's got God's DNA in it amen now watch how the the passion translation brings this verse out 818 go ahead and put that up there I am convinced that any suffering that we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of the glory that is about to be unveiled within us God's got something in store. And I know sometimes it can get a little discouraging here. That's why the scripture says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we faint not. Amen, church family? And I know, and I can almost say this prophetically, some of you have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and prayed, and prayed, and prayed, and you haven't seen an answer. Hold on. Don't let go. This life is but a vapor. It'll be gone before you know it, and everything will be brought back to the right way. Let me say it like this, and some of you might know what I mean. Aslan is on the move. For those that have read Narnia, you know what I mean. He's on the move. He is the great lion. He is not a calm lion. He is a wild lion. Anybody ever read? Should read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's such a great analogy. So what we looked at the first week, we talked about the rapture. Last week, we saw... That what happens after the rapture, we go to heaven or we go to Father's house. Good. That's good. Everybody say, that's good. Amen? Amen. That's the catching away. Then we go to the judgment seat of Christ. That is called the Bema seat. That is the rewards for what you have done in Christ. Then we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Seven years. Nice. Very nice. Amen? Amen? All right. Jewish people, was a seven-day celebration, and then the, 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 the male was, was relieved of any military duty or any type of work for one year. Amen? Understand that one year, they were relieved so that they could go and have a family together. They would be supported. Even like this year. This year is the, uh, I think it's called the sabach year, where they have to let the ground rest right they let it rest for the year and god said if you would let the ground rest for the year i'll give you enough crops for that year the year after and the year after and what happened they didn't do it and god said because you didn't do it 70 years you're going into captivity and then the land can now rest amen sometimes we need to just trust god amen All right, so let's get into this week because we have two major points to get into. This week, let's look at our return back to earth. And then what is this millennial reign that's gonna be set up? So at the end of the seven year tribulation period, while we're up in heaven, there is gonna be Jacob's sorrow. There is going to be God dealing with Israel again. We will not be here. This is Jacob's sorrow. It's God dealing with Israel again for their sins and their rejection of the Messiah. Amen. That's what's going to be going on on this earth. We're going to be in heaven. We are the bride of Christ. We are caught away. Amen. So at the end of the seven year tribulation, this world will be a mess. If you want to read about it, look at Revelation. You see the seven bowls, the seven trumpets, and the seven seals, and you see the destruction christ is going to return at that point when all humanity is at its lowest point think about this two-thirds of the world population after the rapture after we're gone will die on this earth that's how severe the trumpets the seals and the bowls are going to be upon this earth you're unsaved don't go through it oh i can get saved during yeah many people are going to get saved during the tribulation, but you're going to die for it. You will be martyred for it. Amen? Go, go with me to Revelation chapter 19. This year we've been studying Jesus through the books of the Bible, right? So I'm not jumping ahead to Revelation, but here's my question as we read verse 11 on. Who is this person that it's speaking of right here? ready now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse now remember from Revelation chapter 4 all the way to this point the church is not spoken of anymore the church look for yourself you will not find the word church but yet you find the word church in chapter 1 chapter 2 chapter 3 over and over and over why is that we're not here we're not on the earth the judgment is not towards us. We are not under the wrath of God. Give me a hallelujah today. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is our blessed hope. For people that think they're going to go through the tribulation, how is that a blessed hope? You're going to die. You're going to get beat up. You're going to have sores on your body. You're going to get executed. Oh, no, that's our blessed hope. No, the blessed hope is that he's going to take us out of here before his wrath. His wrath, God's wrath is poured out on this earth. Watch, now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called, say with me, faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head, were many crowns. I remember who's writing this? Of course, all scriptures by the Holy Spirit. But who is the author right here? John? And who is John? He's the beloved He's the one that laid his head on Jesus' bosom and saw Jesus on his earthly walk, and now he's seeing the glorified Christ, amen? And he's looking a little different. He explains them over in Revelation chapter 1 also, right? His eyes are flames of fire. On his head is not one crown, many crowns, because he is what? King of kings and Lord of lords. He has a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed, here we go, There's another piece, ready? With a robe dipped in blood. Oh, I wonder who this is talking about. And his name is called, say with me, the word of God. That's my Jesus. He's coming down, amen? But he's not coming by himself. Read the verse 14 with me, ready? And the armies of heaven Clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Pastor, I got a problem. What's your problem? I don't know how to ride a horse. You'll have seven years to learn. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, I'm going to be riding on a white horse and we're going to follow Jesus and he's going to fight the Antichrist and the beast and the false prophet. And we're just going to stand there and go, yeah, Lord, because he's the one that's going to do it for us. Amen. Watch. Out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule with them with a rod of Iron. He himself treads the wineness, the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of almighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written. One more time. To be a king of kings and a lord of lord, there must be others that are kings and lords hello kings hello lords now he's numero uno amen we will return with jesus and guess what he will not be riding a donkey like he did on palm sunday no he will return on a white horse in victory amen Now, it's interesting. The book of Enoch was not chosen to be in the Bible during the Canaan uh, time where they chose the different writings. But yet, over here in Jude, he mentions the book of Enoch. It's out there. You can read it. It's kind of a different book. So I would say, if you're not a big reader, stick with the Bible. (laughs) Amen? But here's what Jude said. And he says this. Now, Enoch... The seventh from Adam, and you can go right to Luke chapter 3, verse 37, and you can count. Seven generations, there's Enoch, right? You guys remember who Enoch was, right? Enoch walked with God, and he was not because God took him. He was raptured. He is a type of us. Amen? He was raptured just like we're going to be, he was taken up into heaven. Elijah was another one. He was raptured. He was taken up. So the rapture is not a strange thing. It's just going to be different when it's going to be, I don't know, one to two billion people at one time. That's going to be pretty cool. Hey, amen? All right, watch. Now, Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about these things, also saying, Behold, the Lord comes. So he's coming. How? With 10,000 of His saints. Wow. Then in verse 15, he says, to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Woo! That tribulation period is not gonna be good. But I'm not hanging out there, I'm hanging out at the other side. Amen. I mean, I'm just gonna keep my eyes there. This is interesting. If you look up at verse 1, go 19:1. This ending of Revelation 19, the climax, but it began with four hallelujahs. Heaven rejoices over the fall of the kingdoms of this world and the coming of the true king. Heaven's rejoicing. I think we should rejoice a little bit too. Amen. Watch Revelation 19 one. After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven. Everybody say great multitude. So I'm going to be one of them. Well, I guess the rest of are. yard. Let's try that again. I'm going to be one of them. I guarantee you. I brought out that song. Will I stand before you, Jesus? Will I fall on my face? Will I dance? I don't know what I'm going to do when I see him. But I'm looking forward to seeing them. Hallelujah! After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven say it. Say it with me. Hallelujah! Come on, I can't hear you. (laughs) What about? Salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. Because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication. And he has avenged on her the blood of his servants shed by her. Again they said. Her smoke rises up forever and ever. And the 24 elders fell, and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who sat on the throne saying, Amen. Then a voice came from the throne saying, praise our God, all his servants and all those who fear him, both small and great. And I heard as if it were the voices of a great multitude. There are going to be so many people up in heaven. Glory to God. Quit worrying about your children. Give them to God. Give them to God. Give them to God. Pray for them and say, Lord, I put them in your care. And I heard, as it were, a great multitude as the sounds of many waters and as the sounds of mighty thundering. Boy, a couple of weeks ago, there was a thunder that made me jump out of my skin. You ever have one of them? Out of nowhere, it was a boom. You're like, as this is going to sound so thunderous like this. And what is the sound of it? What are they going to be saying? Ready? Come on, I can't you, ready? One more time, ready? <laughs> Woo! For the uh, Lord omnipotent reigns. Then we, the readers, We're introduced to the marriage supper of the Lamb, which we saw last week, verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. God is looking forward to this day. I don't know how Christians can't be looking forward to this day. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife, his bride, us, has made herself ready. And to her was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, write. Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. You are called. So what does that make you? Blessed. Blessed. These are true sayings. Church family, we will be in heaven at the rapture. as At the rapture of the church and then seven years later, we are going to return with the Lord. We will no longer be a persecuted or a martyr church. We will truly be the victorious church of Jesus Christ. Now, this is interesting. One writer said the words armies in 1914, Revelation 1914, is in the plural, plural number, meaning there's going to be at least two separate armies that will return with him. What is this other army? Let's find out. Would you turn to Matthew 16, 27? The Bible always explains itself, amen? I mean, I just thought it was interesting that here, you know, in Jude, it says that Adam, uh, Enoch was the seventh from Adam. And you can go back to Luke, and there it is, seventh generation. Perfect, just like the word says. Matthew 16, 27, ready? For the Son of Man will come in glory, the glory of his fathers, ready, here it is, with his angels and then he will reward everyone according to their work. So one of the armies is known as the host of the Lord or the angelic armies. That's going to be pretty cool, guys. We're going to not come down just with the Lord. We're going to come down with the Lord, Gabriel, Michael, other names we aren't given, other names, and cherubims and seraphims and and angels, and that's going to be cool. I say to Diane, you ever, ever see a really blue sky and then all of a sudden a plane is real high and it's big white tail? Has anybody ever seen one of them? Nobody's ever seen that? Come on, anybody? I said, Diane a few times when I see it, I go, hey, Diane, there's Gabriel. I wonder where he's going. And I think in the Eternals, we're going to be like that. Oh, there's Michael. I wonder what he's up to today. Going on the Lord's work, right? Matthew 25, 31, when the son of man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him and all the holy angels with him, does that mean there's a specific group of holy angels or is this going to be all the holy angels? Maybe it's going to be all the holy angels because this is climaxing everything. Literally, they say there's trillions and trillions of angels. Wow. I don't know about you. I'm excited. Amen. How, yeah, as this world gets screwier and screwier, keep looking up, guys. And then he will sit on his throne and all the nations. Now, this is the separation of nations at this point. Nations that support Israel will be nations that will be here during the millennial reign of Christ. God help America. God help America. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate one from another as a shepherd divides the sheep from the goats. So another army that will return with Jesus is the army of the church, the saints, and also at the rapture. And then also there will be angels coming down. Amen. That's us church family. It's going to be amazing. All right, let's go to the millennial now. So now, We're coming back with the Lord, and let's see what goes on next. The next thing promised to us believers in the future is the millennial reign of Jesus on this earth. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 20. After defeating his enemies at the Battle of Armageddon, I mean, they make movies about Armageddon, and we all know where it's going to happen. It's going to happen in the Valley of Megiddo I was there I got to see it many of you that have been to Israel they always take you to the valley of Megiddo one of the most uh, famous places on planet earth the soil there is one of the richest soil but the most battles have been fought there over and over and over and the final battle of all time final battle of all times is going to be right there also amen it's going to be crazy I never thought a movie like The Terminator could actually become real. When you're seeing drones and things operating where soldiers don't even have to be on the floor, they could send a drone from Washington all the way to the other side of the world. It's just mind-boggling what we're seeing. But the thing is, I heard one prophecy preacher bring it out so clearly. All the technology we see right now is perfectly in line what we're seeing in the word of God, the mark of the beast, everything, it's just set up perfectly. If we had to wait another 10, 20 years, the technology would probably be beyond that. Interesting point. Very interesting. What we're seeing right now is just so lining up with the word of God. I brought out last week that Sweden by 2023 is going to eliminate money. They're going to go totally digital. No more, no more cash. Isn't that interesting? Biden right now wants the IRS to know if you spend more than $600. That's how low they, they want to control every little aspect of our lives. Pray, church family. What should I pray? Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. Because they the control they want to have. What we're seeing in Australia right now, that they're building camps right now. Oh, and oh they're really nice-looking camps if you watch. The little video, they're so, so nice. And who are they going to put there? People that are unvaccinated or people that are showing any signs of, uh, of this COVID thing. On and on this list goes. Control, control, control. Remember it was Marxism that told them, told them take statues down. Control the people, know what they're doing. That's what we're seeing in America the land of the free. You want to stay here during the tribulation so you can be tough? Go for it. I'll let Jesus be tough for me. Amen. He's my Lord. Can we give him a hand today? Oh, hallelujah. So after defeating, and I saw thrones and they, and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their forehead and on their hand. How do I know this vaccine is not the mark of the beast? They have yet to say, can we shoot it in your head? And they lived and reigned with Christ, say with me, a thousand years And the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. (laughs) Over such, ready, say with me, the second death has no power, but they shall be what? Priest of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Years. We're going to reign with Christ a thousand years. The Bible is very clear that this is a literal thousand-year period. One thousand years, church family. Can you imagine this? Here's a couple more little scriptures. The wolf and the lamb will feed together. The lion will eat straw like the ox, and dust shall still be the food of the serpent. They shall not hurt nor destroy and all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Interesting about the serpent, isn't it? I mean, we don't have time to get into it. But somehow that snake made a choice to be used by Satan to bring this temptation. And there is no redemption for the snake. They'll still be on their belly. Interesting, right? There's another scripture, Habakkuk 2.14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Oh, no more all these other religions. Jesus. Satan is bound for a thousand years. The saints reign and rule with him. This will also include the resurrected Old Testament saints. We're talking about David, Moses, Joseph, on and on. Because Jesus said... He will sit down in the kingdom with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he will drink the fruit of the vine again with the people of Israel when they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Let me show you that. Go to Matthew 23, 37. We're just about done. This is going to be an interesting period of time. Somehow what we do in this life is getting us ready for this 1,000-year period, amen? There's going to be an interesting period of time, this 1,000 years, that we're going to rule on this beautiful earth. Can you imagine this earth? Last night I went for a walk, and them stupid mosquitoes, man, they are out again. It's just anything you try to do in this life, there's always a hindrance. Isn't that amazing? You go to the beautiful beach, you want to hear the oceans, and you got these flies buzzing all around you. You take out a French fry, you got a seagull, eating it on you. <laughs> you go into mountains, and we never, I don't know why we never thought of this stuff when we were a kid. Kids, and you get ticks all over you. It's just, this world stinks in its fallen state. But it is going to be restored to be a garden of Eden all over again. I don't know what the resurrection of a mosquito is. I don't know. I don't know what a skunk is going to smell like or a stink bug. I don't know. But we know the curse. It says over in Romans chapter 8 that even animals are groaning for the manifestations of the sons of man. Even animals. They're suffering because of us. I don't think an animal knew that he was going to be eaten by us while they were in the Garden of Eden. What are you talking about? I'm going to be a Big Mac one day? Matthew 23, 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Here's Jesus talking. The one who kills the prophets and stones those who were sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen. Listen to the heart of our Lord gathered her chicks under his her wing, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to desolation. That we know happened in 70 AD. Jesus is prophesying about what's the destruction. Not even one stone will be left on top of another. For I say to you, watch what he's saying now, you shall see me no more till you say, say with me, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And it's, uh, I don't remember what chapter there in Romans where it says all Israel will be saved. One last verse. This is Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10. If you want to turn there, it's almost at the end of the Old Testament or just listen up. And I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication And they will look on me. This is prophesied thousands of years before Jesus came, right? Whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son. Isn't that interesting? Calls him the son there. And Jesus is known as what? The son of God, right? And grieve for him as one grieves for his firstborn. As awesome as the millennial kingdom will be, even the seven years up in heaven, it will not be the end. After this 1,000 years, Satan will make one final rebellion, and then he will be tossed into the lake of fire forever, leading us to the most glorious part of this glorious future, and that we'll have to pick up next week. Amen? Next week we're going to talk about The end of the new heaven and a new earth. And then what we're going to be doing for all eternity. Church family, Maranatha. He's coming. The king is coming. And this is God's perfect will for his son to set up his kingdom where the lion and the lamb can lay together, where a child can put their hand into a cobra's nest and it won't hurt them or you'll be able to pet a lion and not become Lion Biscuit. <laughs> Amen. It's going to be awesome. And I think that's why Jesus said, except you become as a little child, you'll not never partake of the kingdom of God. We need to see these things that are in front of us. Come on, you remember growing up when you're just a kid. You want to be an adult. You want to be a, a, you know, a fireman, an astronaut, or or whatever it is that you know you girls want to be. I know what us guys want it to be, right? Eternity is set up. Holiday. I was watching a little show yesterday that they talked about. The dust that's in the galaxies and stuff. They say when the lights of the stars hit them, they just start glowing, and it it's one of the most beautiful colors you'll ever see. These galaxies. They say if you look at the spindle arms of the Milky Way, and that's where we are, and Planet Earth is just one little drop right there with one little sun and one little solar system, and this thing, the Milky Way, they project is a hundred. Thousand light years wide. And here we are, little planet Earth, this little dot right there. And they say, when well, you see that, the beauty is just beyond words. What God has in store for us is beyond words. I know you hear me say it again, I'm going to say it again. Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard. Ears heard, I'm pointing here. Ears heard nor is entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store for them that love him. You think that desire you have, John, back there, that you enjoy the ground, you're not going to enjoy that for eternity? You think you, that love working with animals, you're not going to be doing that forever? Us that enjoy, and Diane says, I just want a horse I want one of them fiery chariots. Amen? Man, and go to other galaxies and see what God has in store. Can we just give him a little praise right now? Thank you, Father. Thank you for this glorious future. And though our outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed every day. We're getting younger on the inside. We look forward to what you have in store, and Lord, right now, many of us are chomping at the bit. We feel that this day is so soon, but we'll be patient until your work is done, Father. That has to be done on this earth. This morning, as we wrap up, please, please. Please don't miss the rapture of the church. Please don't be one that knocks on the door here and it's locked and you say, what's going on? What's going on? Why is there no church here on Sunday? Don't be one left behind. Be one that's taken up. And those that are born again, you're going to heaven. You're saved by grace. Why not store up treasures in heaven? I'm not talking about money. Please take that one right off the table. If that offends you in any way, and it shouldn't. But if it does, what are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your talent? Give it to God. And you'll come up to me in eternity and say, Pastor, thank you for stepping on my feet that Sunday. Thank you for stepping on my toes. Never ask Jesus into your heart. You like to do that today. Then would you pray a simple prayer with me now? This prayer won't get you to heaven. It's believing this prayer that'll get you to heaven. Say this with me. We'll all say it to help you. My dear God in heaven, today I confess that I am a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior, Lord Jesus. I repent of my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord, to be my Savior. I thank you today for forgiving me of my sins. I believe you are the Son of God. You died on the cross and you have now given me righteousness i believe that i am born again in jesus name amen no one looking around christians praying softly right where you are if you're here today you have never asked the lord to come into your heart to be your personal lord and savior and you did it today congratulations what i'd like to do is give you a little gift i won't ask you to stand I won't ask you to come to the front, but one of our altar workers will come right to you and put this gift in your hand, just a way for us to help you get started. If you're here today, you're not living for God, I'd say, make that decision. Get on fire for him. Time is short. Oh, everything's going to go back to normal. Nothing is going back to normal. I don't care what you're believing out there, Q&A and everything else. It's all false. It ain't going to happen. Jesus Christ is coming to set up his kingdom. And his kingdom is not based on the United States of America. Everything centers around Israel. Get on fire for God. Get a for him. Get involved. Get involved here. We'll help you. We'll get you busy to store up treasures in heaven. Or if you're not sure yet, you're not sure yet, we still like to give you this gift so you can check it out. If you don't have a Bible, the little card in there, take it to the bookstore. It'll give you a free New Testament to help get you started in God. We are living in the most peculiar days that I have ever seen in my 60 years of being alive. Don't take a chance. You're here today and you're receiving the Lord for the very first time, rededicating your life or you're just not sure and you would still like this package with no one looking around. It's between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that'll bring you this package. Would you slip your hand up Let us see it. Let them see it, and they'll come right to you. Thank you. Thank you. If that's you, just slip your hand up. Don't be afraid. We're here to get you to heaven, man. We're here to get you to heaven. We're here to get you to heaven. Don't take a chance. You may say, my life stinks. Let Jesus in. Your life gets so much better because you get peace on the inside. Now look around. If that's you, just put your hand up. Let me see it. Put it right back down. Thank you for that hand right there. That's you. Just put your hand up and then put it right back down. We'll make sure we bring you this gift. We're here for you. That's what a church is supposed to be. A saving center. Amen. A saving hospital. Spiritual hospital. That's you. One more time. Just slip your hand up high. Let me see it and put it right back down. For those that raised your hand, we'd like to just give you a big hand. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you. We thank you. Church family, thank you for all that you do that a person can be born again. It's amazing when you think about that. Daddy, thank you for this day. Thank you for the joy of our salvation. Thank you for that blessed hope that we have in us. I thank you for each and every person that's here today, your blessings upon them. I thank you for Paul and Irene being here from Florida, your blessings upon them and their family. Now, Lord, we thank you that as we walk out these doors, that you have made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. Come on, church family. We are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. We're in-house Wednesday night. Hope to see you. God bless.